0: The second half of the 19th century was a period of intense intellectual tumult. On the one hand, with the publication of significant scientific works, including Charles Darwin's 1859 Origin of the Species, ideas regarding the old religious worldviews were increasingly looking shaky. The modern world it heralded challenge spiritual belief in a way that had not been seen previously. It used to be the case that great thinkers such as Sir Isaac Newton could balance scientific discovery with religious belief. Now, it seemed, people were asked to pick a side between the metaphysical and the temporal. At the same time, a new religion of spiritualism was resurfacing. Spiritualists argued that the willing communications between the living and the dead was proof of the persistence of life after death, and if there was life after death, then therefore God probably existed. As a result, an explosion of extravagant paranormal claims surfaced throughout the Western world in all strata of society. Stories of apparitions, clairvoyant visions, and precognition became the subject of fierce debate. Could the claims made by the spiritualists be fully accounted for in scientific terms, or did they point to something hitherto unknown to science? That's one of the questions which the Cambridge group, known as the Society for Psychical Research, sought answers, and which we will likewise seek to explore this month. My name is Richard Shepherd, and this is Hallowed Histories. In January 1882, Sir William F. Barrett, a professor of experimental physics at the Royal College of Science in Ireland, and a believer in survival after death, called a conference of scientists, scholars and laymen to discuss and debate the viability of the paranormal. Many in attendance were members of the Ghost Society of Cambridge, which was founded by E. W. Benson, the Archbishop of Canterbury, whose son would become the internationally famed ghost story writer E. F. Benson. Following Barrett's conference, this group of Cambridge scholars, led by Benson's cousin and later brother-in-law Henry Sedgwick, became the Society for Psychical Research. This initiative group tasked itself with the purpose of carrying out formal scientific research into spiritualist claims by systematically and scientifically investigating what they referred to as that large group of debatable phenomena designated by such terms as mesmeric, psychical, and spiritualistic. Launched at a time when intellectuals were struggling to reconcile the materialistic features of the new scientific philosophy with traditional religious views of human purpose and destiny, exploration of psychic phenomena offered a, a prospect of revealing a hidden and more hopeful reality beyond the realm of rationalism. To that end, the SPR was duly constituted in February of 1882 and incorporated as a registered charity under the Companies Act in 1895 the SPR was designated as a not-for-profit and was thus open to the public. While subscribers were not required to have any particular qualification, it nonetheless attracted scholars and experts. Its governing body or council of some 20 members included moral philosophy professor Henry Sedgwick, Cambridge classics scholars Frederick Myers, Edward Gurney and Gerald Balfour, physicists William Barrett and Lord Rayleigh, and philosopher and mathematician Eleanor Sedgwick. Eleanor was the sole woman on the team, She was not only a respected academic and later the principal of Newham College, but also the Balfour's sister and the wife of the SPR's leader. Like many of their Victorian contemporaries, the society's activities centered upon the collection and investigation of data. They applied themselves patiently to sifting through vast stores of first and second-hand reports of spontaneous paranormal experiences, real-life ghost stories. Further, fired by scientific ideals, They sought to eliminate non-paranormal explanations such as fakery, poor observation and misperception. They were determined not to be misled by the tricks, illusions and wishful thinkings and quickly learned to spot the many charlatans practicing mediumship at this time. This research ultimately led to the publication of a book, Phantasms of the Living, in 1886, which is a landmark two-volume study written mainly by Gurney. This publication provided careful analysis of more than seven hundred personal experiences of the inexplicable. Phantasms of the Living was followed by another landmark project, the Census of Hallucinations. This was the largest survey of its kind of ever to be an attempted, and the census rigorously calculated the extent to which certain apparitions might be regarded to be a matter of chance coincidence, while others might be seen as being authentic manifestations of the paranormal. Its researchers soon concluded that telepathy genuinely occurred. They also argued for the paranormality of some apparitions and visions, but were less certain about the evidence for hauntings. Indeed, much of the early work of the SPR involved exposing fake phenomena. Many were sceptical about seance mediums who produce their effects in occluded, darkened rooms, especially after being disillusioned by discoveries of fraud, such as that perpetrated by the infamous Fox sisters. While working extensively with a few mental mediums they regarded as trustworthy, researchers for the most part suspicious of physical mediums such as the foxes. By the turn of the century, many of the early members of the society had, like the subject they had studied, passed beyond the veil. Edmund Gurney died in 1888, followed by Henry Sedgwick in 1900. However, in 1904, a series of automatic writings began to surface. These manifestations, produced independently by mediums not in communication with each other, chiefly contained classical allusions, while meaning nothing to the mediums themselves, they would have been extremely familiar to the researchers of the SPR who were well-versed in classical Greek and Latin literature. They were apparently random and meaningless in isolation, but the fragments were discovered to interlock when the different scripts were collected and compared. The impression given was of an organizing intelligence, whether that could have been easily attributed to the mediums themselves, or which the SPR researchers came to believe was the work of their deceased colleagues attempting to provide a robust proof of their survival. Gurney and Sedgwick were apparently still talking. The phenomena, known as cross-correspondences, continued over the next 30 years and is still being hotly debated. At the time of the inception of the SPR, it was expressly stated that membership would not imply the acceptance of any particular explanation of the phenomena investigated, nor any belief in forces other than those recognised by physical science. However, the consensus view of its members both then and now is is that paranormal phenomena is real and must be investigated and explained in scientific terms until a time when it becomes a viable field of scientific inquiry. Overall, the SPR continues to argue the value of objective research and dispassionate elucidation of facts, regardless of their metaphysical implications. As such, the society's work has inevitably brought it into conflict with skeptics, who believe that purely rational explanations of psychic phenomena can and must be found, and strive to reinterpret researchers' findings in terms of fraud and misperception and a perceived threat of superstition. The predominant view of the society was and has always been that forces and entities as yet unknown to science are present in at least some cases. The main area of debate in essence does not lie in belief versus skepticism, but instead between accepting the possibility that phenomena observed and recorded indicates the survival of the mind after the death of the body, and the belief that the appearance of survival can adequately be explained in terms of telepathy and other psychic functions. It was this belief that caused a lot of famous people to join the SPR, among them John Ruskin, Charles Dodgson, A.K. Lewis Carroll, Mark Twain, Aldous Huxley, J.B. Priestley and Sigmund Freud, together with many other distinguished scientists, including a dozen Nobel Prize winners. In retrospect, some of its most famous cases include the investigations conducted by SPR member Harry Price at Borley Rectory, which we've already discussed in a previous episode of Hallowed Histories, and also the Enfield Poltergeist case led by the SPR's Maurice Kroos. Although deceased, the main methodological principles established by the founding members of the SPR, like their own consciousnesses, carry on and are being increasingly refined over time. The study of mediumship, for example, continues to be carried out to this day through fieldwork to provide much information on aspects of human personality and altered states of mind. Further, collections, analyses and surveys of spontaneous phenomena were and are still being published. The SPR's publications include the Journal and Proceedings, both of which offer a wealth of material relating to investigations and experiments past and present, as well as theoretical studies and papers discussing the relationship between psychical research and fields such as psychology, philosophy, physics, medicine, evolutionary biology, and social sciences. Finally, as a charity, the SPR now has an educational role. Just as in the early days, the SPR maintains a specialist archival library. Housed in the SPR offices in London, Chelmford, and at Cambridge University Library, it boasts a collection of original documents, an audiovisual library, and a comprehensive description of the contents of the SPR journals and proceedings. Digitally, there is a website that gives news of SPR conferences, lectures, and other events. And since 2003, the SPR also maintains an online library hosted by the Library of Exploratory Science, providing members with access to digital copies of the SPR's journals and proceedings going as far back as 1882. Today, the SPR continues to promote and support the main areas of psychical research. The aim of the society remains to approach those various problems in the same spirit of exact and unimpassioned inquiry as established science to solve so many problems once not less obscure nor less debated in their own words. In the services agenda field investigation surveys and experimental work continues. Experimental research has however been increasingly complex and the business of professionals trained in methodology, statistics, and computer technology, or of academic psychologists pursuing experimental parapsychology as a branch of their university work, have come to dominate over the spiritualist layperson. However, amateurs outside the academic establishment do still contribute to research, particularly in the documentation of spontaneous experiences, and separate ghost hunting groups are also particularly active. In 2014, work began on a new publication project funded by a request donated by Nigel Buckmaster, who joined the SPR in the 1960s, after having himself experiencing a paranormal event. One of the first fruits of this project is the Psi Encyclopedia, whose purpose is to provide objective and factual information about the history, purpose, and achievements of Psi research. So it appears the need to understand ghosts, or the paranormal, and to provide a bridge between the scientific and the supernatural. Will never really die, apparently. Thank you very much for listening. This episode of Hallowed Histories was uh, hosted by me, Richard Shepherd, with additional research by Dr. Linda Shepherd and technical support by Stephen Leslie Parks. You can find more about us at our website, hallowed-histories.org, and feel free to write to us at hallowedhistories at gmail.com.